welcome to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner podcast, where we believe that healthy cash flow is critical for your IT business, automation is paramount, and building trust with your clients by looking professional will help grow your business. I'm your host, Ryan Goodman, and today you'll learn about some profound struggles related to owning and growing an IT business and how Barb Paluskiewicz from CDN Technologies overcame them. I was unable to look at a screen. I was unable to read. I was unable to, I had my eye patched up. I couldn't do anything. And all I thought was, oh my God, who's going to do payroll? Here's the podcast with Barb. Well, Barb, thank you for spending the time and taking time out of your busy day. I know as fellow entrepreneurs, that is not always an easy thing to ask for. So I appreciate you being on the being on the podcast with us. And as we kick off, uh-huh. let's get some of the basics out of the way. So I want you to, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your business and then also where people can find you and find your business online? Okay, well, I think that I'll start off with one of my favorite quotes. And that is one from Albert Einstein. And that is, if I had an hour to solve a problem, I'd spend 55 minutes defining it and five minutes solving it. Where you can find me is www.cdntechnologies.com. And my name is Barb Paluskowicz. And for those of you who are taking notes, Paluskowicz is spelled the exact way it sounds. Paluskowicz. That is a funny joke because I don't <laughs> think I phonetically spelled it, so I tried to get it right. That's that's, that's great tongue and cheek right there. I love it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> that's great. So tell me about how how did you get started in technology? What what was the what was the incubator for you? Oh, actually, me being in technology is a total fluke to be perfectly honest. I was, I went to university for chemistry and physics. I have a a double degree and I actually got hired as a pharmaceutical sales rep. Wow. Yes. I was on the path to greatness. And then back, this was back in the the nineties and then FenFen and Redox got taken off the market. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, is there was a hiring freeze. So essentially I got offered a, a package. I got like, I accepted everything. I sent it all back in by fax. And then I called to fall. like, oh, we need to talk to you. We're going to have your start date on hold because FenFen and Redox, as you know, got taken off the market. And I was just like, oh, okay. So what happened was, is I had this time on my hands and I, I went on vacation. Um, I met people while I was on vacation and, you know, you ask what you do for a living and so on and so forth. So I shared with them my, my story. And this person just said, yeah, I, I can see you in sales. And I was, just, I was just like, you know what, we should be in touch. So I was like, okay. So sure enough, I got back from vacation and checked my email and they said that there was an opportunity at their company and I should apply. Hmm. So I, I did, I sent in my resume they told me my resume was shit and they, they tweaked it a little bit. 
I, I was just out of university. Like, you know, it, it was all geared for the pharmaceutical industry. Right. Uh, they, they tweaked it. I got called in. I, I think I had maybe about six interviews and I was hired as an IT sales rep. And what I was doing was selling IT training courses. So um, in the States, it's, it's very similar to DeVry type of thing. So okay. if any of your listeners have been to DeVry, they'll know that they went in and they had to meet with the person. They did an assessment. They talked to them about their future and their goals and what it was that they wanted to do. And they signed up for the classes and then life went on. That person that they spoke with, that consultative person, mm-hmm. that was a salesperson. Yeah. So that so that was me. So I did that for um, the longest time. Um, it was great. Um, I loved it. It was in the 90s. And then much like all other uh, IT professionals uh, in the 90s, when the, the dot-com bubble um, burst, I was impacted. And when I was uh, impacted, that's a a story in itself because my company had been purchased by an American company. They changed the compensation package. I tried to negotiate like any really good salesperson does. And uh, it wasn't working. So I saw the writing on the walls because I was a full commission-based salesperson. And now they were moving it to... A salary position. Right. And I was like, oh, this this is a big financial hit. Like, so um, I remember it was April second. It was the day after April Fools, and essentially I went into work with a, a banker's box, and that was the day I was going to hand in my notice. And I remember sitting in my office thinking, okay, I'm I'm going to do this because, <laughs> but I was chicken. Right. Because I was, I was truly chicken. Well, you know, what was I going to do next? You know what? I'm going to have a little bit of time on my hands. There, there's so many things that I can do. What do I want to do? That's how my job started and ended as yeah. uh, an IT sales uh, rep. And then what happened was, is my current partner Jason, he was hunting for technicians because. Uh, his business at the time was growing, it was expanding, and he needed to hire people. And essentially through the grapevine, he was just like, someone said to him, call this girl, Barbara P. Like, you know, she knows, she knows people, she knows everybody, she'll be able to help you out with finding a tech. Yeah. So he did. And then afterwards, he just said, would you come work for me? And I was like, no, you work in your basement you fix computers like no like like I'm like corporate like you know I'm on a path to success I just I'm rocking like you know I am a salesperson who do you sell to like so sure enough he bugged me and bugged me and bugged me and then eventually I just said okay I got a package and he was like good and then just started to doing um selling for at the time it was JP consulting and then Things changed, and it's now CDN Technologies, and our and our business just grew uh, that way. So that's how I ended up coming into the role of CDN Technologies. That is awesome. And that's yeah. literally the from basement to today at this point. Yes. Cool. Yes. So we've we've grown uh we've grown quite a bit. Um, I attribute our growth to 
uh, our growth through acquisitions campaign and, and having focus and the ability to understand that crazy tech talk language. <laughs> right. Which really segues into you also do a podcast called No Tech Talk, which I was just really intrigued when I was uh, looking. I snooped on you. I'm sorry. I, I will look at it live. But um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about that and why you podcast yourself? Well, I podcast because it's all about solving problems and understanding what's going on for the business community that's out there here in Mississauga and the GTA and through all our clients throughout North America as well. When I go and I'm on the front lines and I talk to people, it's all about solving a problem that they're having. Right. But lots of times they have no idea what their problem is. Like, you know what? They feel frustrated. They're anxious. They're confused. They know they got to do something, but they don't know what it is and they don't know what the best way it is to do it. So my job is to figure out what it is that they want to achieve. So when I talk to these people, I don't talk tech language at all. And then when I go back to my vendors and I'm adding to my technology stack, I'm asking questions like, what is the thing that you do for my customers? Like, you know, what is the best service that you provide that will help my customers out? Right. Can you help my customers out with this? Sometimes the vendors can answer the questions. Sometimes they can't. Sure. They'll, they'll begin to talk techie and, and things like that. And I understand what it is that they're trying to say, but then I'll just say, I need other words. Right. You Doesn't know what? Like, like yeah. that's exactly it. Like, you know what? Because I can't confuse the customer even more. So the whole purpose of doing the podcast was to ask my vendors directly what the questions that my uh, customers are asking me one-on-one -on -one when I go out on sales calls and when I'm doing like one-to-many selling because you get a lot of questions and people are asking and they're not asking technical questions like for the most part when you're dealing with someone it's not a technical question so the questions that they ask me I just reiterate those back to the vendor so it gives the vendor an opportunity to get their message direct to the consumer and it also supports me as well, because when I deal with channel only partners, mm -hmm. the consumer can't go to the vendor direct and, and right. get things. And, and if they do, my relationship has been established with the vendor and they're just like, oh, OK, you know what? You've worked with Barb. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm happy to help you out. Let's give her a shout. And you know what? Or you can go uh, reach her at so on and so forth. So I'm establishing my relationships with the vendor, with the customer. I'm bringing us all together. So it's all transparent. It's out on, on the table. And it's all about making sure that the consumer, that the buyer um, knows what's happening and knows that we're solving um, the problem, that we've figured it out and we've found the best possible actions to help them achieve their their goals, which is to keep their information safe, to keep it confidential and to be able to have access to their backups when they need it. Well, I love the strategy. Making... 
I okay. love that strategy. I think it's brilliant. It's it's uh, the first time I've ever heard that. That's just really, really valuable. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, no problem. Hey guys, Ryan Goodman here, president at Connect Booster and your host for this fine podcast. We want to take a quick break from our episode and thank you for listening. We wouldn't do this if it weren't for you, so thank you for sticking with us on this adventure. We also want to thank Barb for joining us on today's episode. You can find out more about Barb and CDN Technologies at cdntechnologies.com. Barb has told us a lot about the struggle she's endured and overcome, and there's a lot more coming after this break. If you want to learn more about CDN Technologies and their services, give them a call. Send an email, throw a carrier pigeon if you have to. They want to help you out. Before we get back to the episode, we want to let you know all the ways you can find us online, starting with connectbooster.com slash podcast. That's where all our new episodes go up first. So if you want to listen right away, connectbooster.com slash podcast is where to find them. All of our episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google as well. So find us on your favorite podcast platform, and they'll let you know when new episodes are ready to listen to. Now, lastly, if you want to connect with us or be a guest on the podcast, make sure to email us at podcast at connectbooster.com or send us a message on Facebook, Twitter, and we'll point you in the right direction. Thanks again for listening to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner. We'll get back to the podcast and talk to you soon. So I would, at least in my mind, I consider that uh, a huge win just in the business and the approach and and the effectiveness of that strategy. Uh, what are some of the other wins that you've been able to celebrate inside of your business? Oh, you know what? I'd have to say my growth through acquisition campaign, cool. uh, my marketing campaign. That's my favorite because um, I address it through two aspects. So for when I'm selling one-on-one -on -one and I'm dealing with people and I, I deal with business clients and um, I'm able to help them out by letting them know that they're exposing themselves to, to serious risks that are unnecessary. Right and that there are solutions and it doesn't have to be that way. So, um, the, you know, acquiring um, great sales. So that's one part of my growth through acquisitions. But my other part through growth through acquisitions is just helping out um, small MSPs. Lots of MSPs, they're just like a, a one-man band or, or, or a two-man band. Mm -hmm. And they're they got into the tech side of things or they got into this tech business because they understood the tech side, but they quickly get in over their head because they don't understand the business side of things right. or the business side of things is like nails on a chalkboard, <laughs> you know, understanding cash flow, yeah. you know, it's seeing receivables, you know, it's making sales, understanding credit like it's usually not until like they're at the end of their line of credit from the ones that i've seen or that you know they got receivables only in the 90 days that they said well i'm making sales but i'll be just like well you know what you're, you're not collecting so you really got shit <laughs> <laughs> so, so 
So they're great texts and everything like that, but they get into to trouble and it begins to affect the quality of service that they deliver and it spirals out of control fast. So when um, the first business that we acquired and then the, the second business and, and third, it was one of the things that I saw. So I love my growth through acquisition campaign because um, it enables me to help other small um, MSPs um, run their business. You know, they can we can run their business for them and they can do what it is that they want to do, like yeah. whether it's to retire, whether it is to focus on their niche um, that they can. They, so it's win for everybody. Everyone's happy. That's cool. That's cool. And, Thanks. you know, that is a that is a, a very hot topic inside mm -hmm. of our inside of our channel, you know, merger and acquisition. What what are some of the challenges that you've run across uh, as you worked through that? What are some Ooh. of the lessons that you learned and what are some of the gotchas that you look for now when bringing another company into the fold? Into your, oh, okay. It's almost like you're an incubator, you know? Uh, you know what? And I, and I hate to say it, but it's, it's, it's true. So what happens is, is they don't understand the numbers. You know what? Top line revenues are for vanity and bottom line are for sanity. And in between you have like operational costs that are fixed and variable and variable. So you have to think about how profitable are you at the end of the month. So sometimes you'll have a, an MSP. They're all excited that they're earning 30K a month in monthly recurring revenue. But then out of that 30K a month, they have... $25,000 in monthly expenses. Right. And then they only have $5,000 a month left over and they're actually only doing like $60,000 a year in profit. Right. So all of a sudden this person thinks that they have, they want a million dollars for their business because they have this huge list and this huge opportunity, but the numbers aren't there. Right. And then there's the other person that's like making $10,000 a month in monthly recurring revenue and they're like working from home or they're working in someone's office at the side and they only have a thousand dollars a month in expenses and they're making nine thousand dollars a month uh, in profit and uh, at the end of the day they're making a, they're pulling in 108k a year right so one's more profitable than the other and sometimes it's hard to let these people know that these are what your numbers are like let's look at your invoices and they'll be just like well you know what i only do invoices at the end of the month or the first of the month so um, helping businesses know how cash flow impacts them and helping them know how to calculate th their profit that's the that's the hardest part sure because these people they got into the business because they're they're techies and they truly love what it is that they do and it wasn't until that they actually got into the business that they realized like, uh-oh, you know what, this is great. I got this referral, but now I have to balance and I have to manage too. So I'd have to say that uh, managing the, the numbers has always been a big challenge that I've seen for the MSP that went from a techie to an owner operator. And there's nothing worse than having a woman sit across the table from you and say, listen, let me tell you how it is. But buddy, as cool as you are, um, you got nothing here. So I think I'd have to say that that's the hardest part for me. I, I get I get that. And I think, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. 
you know, I'm certainly, certainly open to the conversation, but first time entrepreneurs, and I'm guilty of this myself, that's why I kind of feel like I know it, is if you're in a service-based business, you don't realize that you're also a bank and a collection agency. That's a very non-profitable part of your business if you don't figure out how to work through those challenges. And I think sometimes that's where a lot of the surprise comes to. You can be as good as you are in any capacity of the business, but if you are going to ignore those two portions of your business, you're going to have huge problems. You're, you're right, because when uh, a small owner-operator decides to sell, whether they want to retire or whether they just want out because they're tired right. of doing it, mm-hmm. um, I think that what they need to understand that the purchaser is buying a cash flow. So you have to make certain that the cash flow is consistent as they move forward. And in addition, it's going to, to be there even if the person who originally established the monthly recurring revenue is not like, is the business going to survive after the person sells? And that's the part that they don't um, see. And that's always like the hardest part. It's managing the monies. So to not really to shift gears, but this really falls in line, you know, managing that bottom line. I love the quote, you know, top line revenue for vanity, mm-hmm. bottom line for sanity, essentially. Yeah. But um, automation is a huge part of making that bottom line a reality. What are what are some of the things that you focus on in your business to ensure the bottom line is healthy? Oh. Um, automation, okay. Fully supportive of the automation because the automation will be there even if the person isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm fully supportive of documentation and SOPs. Uh, Last, last, I have like a perfect story. Um, It has to do with me last year. I, this is going to sound a little bit funny, but it's, it's not, it's really not, (laughs) but I lost an eye. No way. Um, Yes, um, I'm blind in my left eye. Oh my gosh. It's brutal. It it happened because I was rubbing my eyes. I've had allergies. I'm the type of person who's had allergies ever since they were a little kid. And if you go to any doctor, they'll always say, um, you know, don't rub your eyes, don't rub your eyes. And I just remembered I finished a, a presentation. I was back in the office. I was recapping everything. And I was just going to town, reading reports, going through emails, just rubbing my left eye. And then the next day, when I went to go put makeup on, I didn't see my uh, right eye as I was applying eyeliner. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So I tell my husband, and he's just like, you know, you're really working too hard. Stop losing all those screens, and you should really, like, take a break. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm having a good run here. Right. I got all this done. And sure enough, what ended up happening is, is, Long story short, I went to the hospital, I went to the ophthalmologist, and the next thing you know it, I'm having my retina reattached to my left eye. So that's exactly it. So where automation comes into place is I just finished um, automating our sales process. Sure. 
I just finished putting together all of the SOPs in a beautiful binder so that anybody could come in and as long as they could read, <laughs> they could follow it. Right. So I had this folder on, you know, and on, on whatever drive it is that I assigned to work in. And I remember I was off like overnight. I was out of work. I was unable to look at a screen. I was unable to read. I was unable to, I'm eye patched up. I couldn't do anything. And all I thought was, oh my God, who's going to do payroll? Right. Who, who's going to do payroll? Who's going to make sure that all the numbers are in for month end? Like, you know, there was this sheer panic. And I remember saying to my, my business partner and to the team that, you know, what I'm, I'm out of surgery. I, I can't do this. And you can tell there was a big, like, pause, like, like in, in, in the office. And I was just like, don't worry. Um, go to this area print two copies out of everything, right. send one home and, you know, what? keep one in the office. It has everything in here. It is a, a Bible on how to run the administrative processes yeah. for CDN technologies. Everything with respect to like, you know, what? answering the phone, how to deal with mail, how everybody gets paid, HR policies, you know, what, what to tip well you know the whole kitten caboodle was all there because as i was building cdn technologies i just documented the shit out of everything yeah so that in the event i were to uh drop dead that the business could still go on because right. i have children right. like you know what um yes i have techs and things like that but techs are really good at, at techie things and knowing what to say when you have to collect money and knowing how to check who owes you money and knowing how to make a sale and closing a deal and finding out what's important mm -hmm. and engaging in that type of conversation for techies, that's like nails on a chalkboard for them. But they can print it out and they can read the script. Absolutely. And it says here, if you feel uncomfortable, tell the customer, I'm so sorry, this is not my role. Do you mind if I just follow our procedures and processes to it. get through this? I love and it. that was it. Well, and the fact is, life is not going to wait for everyone, right? Or anyone. I mean, it's it, things are going to happen. And the, the only real question is, are you prepared for when it does? That's exactly it. And what I learned from that moving forward, the biggest challenge was, is I had to cancel speaking engagements. Mm. So as the CEO, like, you know, the primary sales person, um, that's one to many selling. None of my techs were getting up on stage in front of right. an audience of a couple of hundred people. And, and they're going to like read PowerPoint slides because right. like they weren't doing that at all. And once you start getting into that speaking role, it's very uh, challenging to, I shouldn't say it's challenging. It pisses a lot of people off if you got to cancel. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. right. they're, they're expecting you. Yeah. And essentially Plans that call, and, yeah. that's exactly it. Where do you find a speaker on short notice? Right. That's how I got all my gigs. You know what, like, you know, I'm available, I'm here, if something happens, like, you know, by all means, like, you know, and I'm ready to go, just call and I'll be there within the hour. 
So I was just like, okay, the shining light is I'm paying it forward for someone else, but it hurts. So with that in mind, I was like, you know what? I think I got to do the more webinars because at least those could be like pre-recorded and and go. And that's how kids are learning these days. Like, you know what? There's not, even when you go to like schools and things like that, there's a lecture happening, but it's all done through a screen. And when I'm buying things from my vendors, that's how things are being done these days. You know what? It's all being done by looking through a screen. I was just like, okay, I need to get some of these uh, webinars that sell underneath my belt and get that automated process come into play. So I am fully on board and in tune with the whole automation process. I know that everyone talks about the automation process with text and tickets and balancing and, and things like that. And, um, that's all fine and wonderful, and we have that too. Um, I think that what separates us is that the fact that we've automated our sales process, which is what I love because it keeps the text safe and secure, and everybody knows that it's going to be okay if, if there isn't a bum in the seat. That's beautiful. Thank you. Great advice. Love that. So to shift gears, uh-huh. if you could talk to your younger self, you know, seeing all that you've accomplished today, uh, in the tech space, basement to success, right? Um, what would you, what wisdom would you impart upon your younger self? Oh, you know what? I would have to repeat the mantra my mother and my grandmother gave me over and over again. And I am so thankful that neither of them are. Uh, around to hear me say it (laughs) and and that is is don't worry about uh what everyone else thinks or is doing just worry about yourself and it took me a while to realize that that was all about getting rid of distractions and being focused and staying in the zone that's awesome thanks how about a lasting message. If there's one point to peers listening to this podcast, now this is going to be really tough. I'm I'm pondering this question myself as I'm about to ask it. I'm like, oh man, there are so so many great tidbits <laughs> throughout mm-hmm. this throughout this conversation. But what's the one message you really want to drive home to any of your peers? Figure out what you're good at and be the best you could be, and then once you figure that out. Uh, figure out the best possible actions to get you there. Like, what are you trying to do? What's stopping you? And what's the problem? Keep moving and keep going forward. Man, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. And again, thanks for your time. I I had a blast. This okay. I love the relaxed conversation. I, I truly, truly appreciate that. Oh, it was my pleasure. I had a lot of fun too. You're doing great. (laughs) Uh, Well, I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you.